Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Empowered Man. For those of you that are new, if you've never heard of us, never seen us, you just saw an ad and you're like, who are these motherfuckers? <laughs> I want to learn more about this guy. He seems crazy. I am fucking crazy. I'm crazy about men who are acting like children and desire to act like men. Uh, I'm crazy about it because I want to see every man fucking break through. Here's why. Because I was raised in a family with a dad who was like a child. And while he may have looked masculine and, and, and seemed like a, a good man and all these things, he didn't have the emotional growth of a true man. And because of that, he wasn't able to father me in a healthy way. And so if you're, if you're ever wondering why I really started Empowered Man, while yes, Empowered Man has everything to do with what I experienced as a, um, as a, as a, you know, married man, if you will, going through divorce, what it really has to do with is we get to work with men who impact families. And we have so many men that are being impacted right now by the circumstances situation, but they lose fo focus. They lose sight of what you're actually doing. Because if you don't ever deal with the shit inside, you're going to continue to repeat the same mistakes. And you go, well, my wife cheated on me. I get that, bro. And I'm not here to tell you that, that, that you were wrong for that. That's not your fault that she cheated. It's not your fault even that she wants out of the marriage. But there are definitely some things that you can own. And that's what we're here to focus on today. And so today specifically, our topic is about relationships and, and sort of moving on uh, from the relationship. I believe the topic, uh, can you post that below what the topic actually is on, uh, on our thing here? I want to make sure I say it correctly, Archie. Post that, post the topic, please, in the chat so everyone knows. We've got questions we're going to deal with around it. Is he not on? I think he's on. Archie, can you post that for me, please? All right. Uh, how to be ready for your new future after separation. Yeah. So we've got questions about it that I'm going to answer. Um, what I want you guys to do is post any more questions you have, I've got four or five solid ones that I'm going to take a, that I'm going to take a stab at. Um, and I've also got Joey with me as well, who can, uh, help with some of this discussion. Let me, um, spotlight myself. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, so we're going to start with the questions. And then if you have questions, that sign crooked, I think that sign's crooked now. We took, we took the sign down the other day and now it's like crooked going back up. Anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, if you have questions, drop them below, but I'm going to go ahead and get started with the first questions about um, how to be ready for your new future after separation. All right. Number one, how do I juggle having the best relationship possible with my ex and the best interest of our kids and trying to move on in my own healing? That's a good, that's a good question from Benjamin. Juggle having the best relationship possible. I think the best relationship possible comes back to definition, like defining number one, what you want that relationship to look like. But I think you need to define it outside of the lens of your current relationship. What I mean by that is so many guys 
really come into this. And I did the same thing. I would, you know, you, this was your best friend. This was the person you were married to for so many years and you can't even fathom like not being in a relationship with them. So when you kind of start to come to the place that this might be over, um, this might be done. She might be completely done. I might be completely done. When, when you have that happen, what, what you automatically start to do is go, okay, how can I have some of what we had without having all of it? Right. And so some guys will go in this mode. They're like, I still want to be friends with her. I, I still want to, you know, be able to be friendly with her. And I'm going to caveat this by saying that might be the truth for some guys, not all guys. Okay. You have to determine for you what is best for you and what is best for your children. So I said to my ex-wife, I still, I'm hoping we can be friends. This is as we were going through the divorce process. I'm hoping we can be friends. I, you know, you were my best friend for 20 years. I still want to be best friends with you. I still want to be friends with you. And, and I, and I tried that. It didn't work for me. And what I mean by that is it didn't work because as I evolved as a man, and as I evolved in my empowerment journey, I started to recognize that I, there isn't room for this person in my life anymore. And I had to determine within myself, what is the healthiest path forward for me? So number one, you got to start with that is what is the healthiest path forward for you? You say in the best interest of our kids, well, the best interest of your kids could look like civility, number one. So bare minimum, there should be a level of civility, non-toxicity. Okay. And so if your relationship is built on a lot of toxicity, that means you need a lot of boundaries and a lot of communication skills, which is what we do in Thrive. Okay. And you've got to like learn how to communicate with a toxic person. And even if she's not toxic, you can still use the skills we teach you because the stuff we teach you guys use in business, they use all over the place for their life. The communication is where it's at, but underneath the communication is your belief system, right? And so a lot of times guys will think, oh, it's all about how I communicate with this person. It's not just how you, what you actually say, it's what you believe about that person. Because if you're believing certain things about them, you will tell yourself stories that automatically create communication that's ineffective. For example, if you're assuming that she's lying and you attack her as if she's lying, or you communicate and try to set a boundary with her as if she's lying, you're now in the wrong because now you're trying to communicate something that isn't actually true because you have this belief about her. So it really starts with your own internal beliefs and what you believe in the story that you're telling about yourself and, and, and what that looks like. So for me and my ex, um, there are some hardcore boundaries I have. Um, I don't get on the phone with her. I don't FaceTime with her. Um, in fact, I don't even remember the last time I had a conversation with her. It might've actually been like eight, nine months ago um, because my son had a FaceTime call with her and I happened to get the phone and she wanted to ask me some questions and I answered her questions. But for me, that's the boundary I keep for myself because I know the emotional baiting and I want no part of that. I want no part of being in a relationship with this person. That's my choice. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. What I'm saying is that you need to determine for you what is best. And that has helped us not have the toxic stuff we were having last year uh, in the beginning of the year when there was some things with her. I'm not going to get into it. There were some things that happened that caused some tension and some toxicity to rear its ugly head. And I want no part of that. And so I don't give room to that. So that's where I look at it is by not giving room to it, I'm able to have that kind of relationship where it is in the best interest. Um, the other thing too is this, if you think about it, he's talking about trying to move on from, for healing. 
it's really hard to move on from someone when you're talking to them every day and you're texting them every day. It really is. Um, like if you continuously still try to have this relationship, you need to check your own motives and check your narrative, right? Um, it, it, it's, it's almost impossible. You're, you're not going to change your feelings. Even if you start dating someone else and you're still texting her and talking to her, you're going to have feelings pop up and have feelings still come that you didn't even know were there. Um, that's happened to me multiple times. And, and it wasn't even from, I mean, shit, I went through some, some hell with this person, but those, you know, 18 years, 19 years of relationship are still there. And so at times those things can pop back up if you're not careful. And so if I was in a continuous relationship, now I'm opening my heart to this person in an unhealthy way, causing potential destruction in my life. Everyone clear with that? Put a one in in below. If you, if you understand where I'm coming from, put a one below, if you understand where I'm coming from. All right, cool. The next question is what if you can't move on what if you're broke to live your best life without the person you love? That's a, that's a weighty statement. What if you can't move on? What if you're broke to live your best life without the person you love? Um, not really sure. I fully understand that's from Dakota. Um, can't move on is, is bullshit. Can't move on is just your own mindset. Um, your mindset is dictating your outcome and your reality. And that's just what it is. Again, if you guys are new and you're just hopping in, go ahead and post your questions below. We're talking specifically about moving on, um, the how to be ready for your new future after separation. That could be about dating. That could be about um, you know other relationships. That could be about jobs. That could be about really anything that you're thinking about when it when it when it comes to being ready for your new future after separation or even after divorce. Um, let's move on to the next question. How long do most of you take before starting a relationship? Again. Um, it's funny how men ask these questions. It's really funny how men ask these questions in a group setting. They want to know, hey, everybody else here, tell me how long you waited until you got a relationship. And so that means that this guy's thinking about a relationship. And what he's looking for is validation from you all to tell him how long did it take for you before you got into another relationship? Well, here's the, here's the honest fact is there is no concrete answer. You know, some guys can be like, oh, it was next week. Some guys are going to say it was five years from now. Some guys could say it's two years from now, two months from now. There's so many different ones and so many different answers. The, the better question is, when will you be ready and how will I know? That's, that's really where you need to be focused on um, is, is at what point will I be ready to be in a relationship again? Now, number one, only you can answer that question. I can't answer that question for you. I can't answer that question for you. You have to be able to answer that question for yourself. So readiness looks like this. You've done the work. That means that you have literally dialed in and and understood with clarity these things. Number one, what did I contribute to the failure of the marriage? How did I contribute to the failure of the marriage? What did I do? Number two, what did I do to attract this person? What did I do to attract this person? Number three, what kind of person do I want moving forward? What are the values I have in a relationship? What are the values I'm looking for in another person? And how do I then become that type of man that would attract that type of woman? Hopefully you guys wrote all that down because I'm not going to repeat it. All right. Here's a good one. I, I am a manly man, aka roughneck. How do we get past the guilt, shame, anger, and emotions? What I found is that manly men, guys that work with their hands, blue collar guys, they are the heartbeat of America. They, they make this country run, man. Without you guys 
plowing fucking, you know, trees and like building shit with your hands and concrete and, and like oil and like doing that stuff, we wouldn't have this great nation we have. But guys like that are constantly in an environment where emotions are not okay. It's like, it's like a guy that goes to war. You can't be out on the battlefield crying. Anybody ever see, um, um, she was that maybe, uh, saving private Ryan, saving private Ryan, one of my favorite all-time movies. If you've seen it, put a one or whatever, it doesn't matter if you do, but saving private Ryan, you know, these guys are <clears throat> on the battlefield and they are being attacked by Germans. And some of them are crying out to their moms. Some of them are just crying period. They, they have just literally gotten to this place of where they can't like function emotionally, like move forward. And, but the real, like, you know, the heroes, if you will, are the guys who are able to ignore emotion and just keep plugging forward. This is an important distinction because a lot of you think, okay, well, this is the way I've lived, right? I am, I'm a guy who works with my hands. Um, I'm a blue collar, roughneck, whatever. And I'm used to just plowing forward, plowing forward, plowing forward. And so maybe you just get angry at your wife or, or maybe you just like, like bury the, the emotions and never actually deal with it because that's what you've been taught your whole fucking life, that that's the only way to live. But what that does is it keeps it in your body and eventually it comes out somewhere. Maybe it comes out in, in, in some sort of addiction. Maybe it comes out in, in, in how you view yourself with money or, or, or mistakes you make in other areas, because at some point that trauma has to release itself. You know, we've taught, we talk about this all the time, this great book, the body keeps score. It's a great book where it talks about trauma and how it stays in your body unless you actually deal with it. And so in Thrive, that's why we help you deal with the pain. We call it releasing the pain. It's the second modality we work through, which is helping you understand what you've gone through and experienced in the marriage and helping you give you tools to release yourself from the pain. It is one of the most proactive things we do. It's probably my favorite thing to see grown men just like come to terms with the shit they've been through and just fucking release it. And it's like, instead of holding it all in, instead of trying to do it on your own, you give it up to these other men around you and fucking release it. If you think that's cool, <clears throat> I'm excited for our event coming up in May. We're having some guys come into town. Um, if you're in Thrive or Thrive Plus, um, that's available to you. So the only way you can come to that event is if you're actually a client of ours. Um, and we're going to do some breath work. We're going to do some deeper healing stuff that I'm really excited about. I'm going to be talking about father wounds and some of the, the shit that happens there and how that gets healed. Um, and even my own journey, obviously, on a deeper level. I'm really excited about that. So with this guy, with the with all of the emotions and stuff that he's feeling, he has to learn how to become what I call emotionally mature. Emotional maturity is the thing that's stopping a lot of you from even like jumping into our coaching programs because like you, you've like heard the things, but you're like stunted in your emotional growth where you don't allow yourself to be coached by someone. And, and you feel like, oh, well, that must mean I'm not a, I'm not a real man. I, I laugh every time I hear that from somebody who's like, oh, no, I'm just going to do it on my own. And I go, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest, probably one of the greatest, you know, NFL players that's ever played. He won seven Super Bowl rings. You know, he's, he's won all these championships. But Tom Brady, not only did he have Bill Belichick, but he's had multiple, multiple coaches, personal trainer. He's had, uh, he has a, a, so he's a fitness guy. And then he has a throwing coach um, who worked with him every single year, every single year of his entire career. This was one of the greatest guys. LeBron James, same thing, has a coach that works with him on his form. Every offseason, he determines, what do I want to work on most? That guy tonight is going to break, probably, I think tonight, going to break the all-time scoring record. So the guy who holds the NBA all-time scoring record still has a coach. Why does he have a coach? Because he realizes and recognizes he has to grow, and a coach helps him do that. 
And without coaching, we're doing it on our own and trying to get a result that has been the same result over and over again. We, we always joke about the people, you know, with the definition of insanity, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's what you guys are doing. You're, you're refusing to, to ask for help. Maybe you come and you learn a few things, but you haven't actually said, you know what, I'm going to commit to something. It could be another program. I don't really care. What I want is for you to get the help you need to coach yourself out of the process you're in. You, you can't only get so far. You're only aware of, you. there's this thing called the Jahari window in leadership coaching, which talks about the idea that your awareness is, is, is minimal compared to the awareness of other people and, and, and what your potential capability is. And without that, you're always going to stay in this same little zone you're in. Oh, I got my friends. Yeah, your friends can only keep you so far. Your friends can only help you go so far. They're not experts in it. Same with pastors. Like we talk about this all the time. I love pastors, love churches. I'm glad that they serve you guys, but they can only do so much. They're not trained to do the things that we do. And so you have to get out of that to grow. So it's emotional maturity is where you need to focus. So this guy, this roughneck, it's emotional maturity. Emotional intelligence is where you're going to grow. Uh, let's see. Jeff Halliday, my, my wife went from divorce to just separation, says she just needs to work on herself and our marriage. How do I deal with being alone until she is ready to talk? I mean, Jeff, this is, this is the thing about why we, why we have Thrive, man. Our community of men don't feel alone right? They don't feel alone because they now have 24-7 access to other dudes that are going through the exact same thing. I highly recommend that. That right there, having this community, not of guys that are just like supporting each other, like, oh, I've been through what you're going through, but are literally surrounding you to help you become better and more empowered. Like, like what is, what is the Jeff that is the most empowered version of himself look like? That happens because there's like this automatic thing that goes up once you've leveled into this new thing, it's kind of like when you guys go to college for the first, if you've ever been to college, like you're this high school student, you never been to college, you go to college and it's like, you start becoming like your peers, you start becoming like your professors. Cause you've surrounded yourself. You put yourself in an environment where those people are like that. If anybody's played sports and you've, maybe you were on a bad team and then all of a sudden you went to a good team with good players, you suddenly start to level up and play like those players to the level of your capacity of desire. Right, because if you want to become better, you will put yourself constantly in that space of becoming a better athlete or a better person. How do you protect yourself from cognitive dissonance statements? That's a deep one. <laughs> um, I think Stephen, if you're on here, if you want to give a, uh, if you can write below what you mean by that specifically, I'll come back to that one. Um, what if you don't want to move on? Joe McCulloch, Joe McCulloch, am I a sucker for wanting to still try and save the marriage? Here's my thing to all you save the marriage guys. I love you. I love your heart for wanting to save the marriage. I love the fact that you don't want to give up. And, and I'm not here to tell you to give up at all. You know, sometimes people misunderstand my message. They think I'm all about that. And man, I tried for fucking years. Um, I can't tell you how many nights I spent on my knees praying, how many days I spent talking to people and, and trying to save my marriage. But ultimately, once I accepted that the marriage I had was over, it gave me the freedom to pursue what I wanted in life. But a lot of times, like right now, when you're in the heat of it, you can't separate the, fo the forest from the trees. Like when you're in the midst of it, all you can see is 
all the trees and the forest, like you can't separate anything. Like you're just in the midst of it. And that's why it's so important to have men coaches around you that can help you separate that, help you see the reality of what is actually going on in your situation and help you like really articulate, okay, this is what I want. This is the kind of relationship that I want. Is my wife capable of doing that? Is my wife able to become that kind of person? Maybe she is. And you just want to wait for her to do that. Fine, dude, do that. Like no one's saying you got to go file for divorce. In fact, I always tell people they get on the phone with us and they're like, man, I'm about to go file for divorce. And, you know, I'm just ready to change my hold on before you file for divorce. Let's let's get you plugged into our program and let's help you like start to figure out what you really want first, because the divorce can wait. Most of the time, a divorce can wait. And, and if and if it, if you try to rush into it, I'm telling you, you will make some mistakes in that whole process. Uh, the divorce process sucks. Mine took almost a year. And we heart, we didn't we didn't have that much to di- divide up. It was just it was just shit, and it was a lot of toxicity and and all this other stuff. So I would much rather you guys basically come to a place where you go, you know what? I'm going to work on me. I need to focus on me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get around other men who are going to call me up, call me out. If that's you, we got that application link. Just drop that link again. If that's you, go ahead and apply for a call right now with our team. So if you don't want to move on, Joe, I, I, there's nothing wrong with you, man. Like there's literally nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you not want, not wanting to move on. You, you're holding on to stuff. There's a good possibility you're in denial that the marriage is over. Um, there's a good possibility that you're just not focused on the bigger picture and all these things. Uh, please don't direct message me, guys. If you if you have a question, post it in the chat below so everyone can see the question. Um, it, there, there's a possibility that the marriage could be renewed. And so one of the things we do in Thrive, like when a guy comes in, we just say, hey, you know, are are you at a place where you're standing for the marriage? And staying for the marriage is basically says, hey, I'm a husband in a wifeless marriage. You can be a husband in a wifeless marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. I did that for years. And, and that was where my wife wasn't willing to do the work. And then I got to a place where I decided when it was right for me of what I needed to do. So many of you are so focused on your kids. This is another thing too. You're so focused on like, well, if I get divorced, you know, my kids, and it's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, as much as there are consequences, there are consequences for divorce and your kids will feel the effects of it. My kids today, I can hundred percent tell you are way better off than they were in that marriage because it was toxic. It was abusive and they didn't need to see the stuff that was happening. Um, it sucks, man. Like I would never um, wish it on anybody, but I also recognize that I had to be a leader and, and the leader has to make a decision and stick with his decision. I own my decision hundred percent. And I tell people all the time, again, you, you can hear me. I am 100% responsible for the failure of my marriage. I'll say it again. I, Mark Santiago is 100% responsible for the failure of his marriage, not his wife, not what she did, not anything else other than me. There were things I could have done better. There were things that I did do. There was, there was manipulation. There was all kinds of shit involved. And even from the outside looking and a lot of people know my story, you know, that know us personally and know the things we went through. It's, oh, it's her father. No, it's my responsibility. And that allows me the freedom to walk away. That gave me the freedom I needed to just be the man I want to be and make the decisions I want to make where I said, you know what? It's my responsibility. This sucks. It hurts, but I'm going to be a fucking leader. Too many of you are just not leaders. You just are just like coasting through life and you're waiting for your wife to lead you. You're waiting for your wife to make a decision. Like Joey, how annoying is that, right? When we get somebody who's like, and I just don't know what to do. Like, I'm just waiting for her to like, I don't know if she's going to file. I just, it's like, bro, chill the fuck out. What do you and, want? What do yeah, you want? Those are, those are always entertaining where we have the guys that are so stuck in the dogma 
of either waiting for her to file, waiting for her to lean in. And it's all based off of her when really they're not taking any onus or ownership onto their own shoulders. And that's a part of the problem is, you know, you're sitting in this purgatory and you're giving her the keys to your kingdom. And it's no wonder some men stay stuck in that limbo is what guys call it. I'm stuck in limbo. They say stay stuck in that for so long and there's no forward progress and there's no regression. They're just kind of existing. Um, We have guys that come into the program. We just had one. He came into the program. He was in limbo. And within nine days of him being in, he got clarity on the direction that he needed to start working towards. And man, his world started to look brighter. His load felt lighter and he felt like he could breathe again because he had clarity in the forward moving motion that he was moving towards. So all that to say, guys, when you're sitting in indecision and you have a lack of clarity in the direction you're going, it's because you have a lack of support. You have no certainty in any area because you're just overthinking every little thing. And I get it. I've been there, grown through that. But realistically, you need a proven system to get out of the here and now that you're in and shift into a positive direction. So I just wanted to add on to that, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. The limbo thing, we call it a a lack of identity. Like when a man really knows who he is and and knows what he wants and is certain, certain what he wants, he is hundred percent certain in who he is. I'm talking certainty. Like y'all ever seen the movie gladiator and, and uh, it's one of my favorite movies, Russell Crowe. And, and he's basically in this point where um, he's uh, he's back in the arena, if you will. And he would, at one point he was a, a Roman captain, um, he was captain of the guard, like basically answered to Julius um, Caesar and and then his his son killed uh, Caesar. And so he became the new Caesar and he was, I can't remember his name. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, but, you know, he was just an asshole and he was a little bitch and whatever. And they get to this point in the movie where um, uh, Russell Crowe's character is is back in the arena and and he's and he's fighting and, and all this stuff and everyone's celebrating. He's great, but he has his mask on. And the other guy tried to have him killed. Um, I can't remember these guys' names. Jeez, it's been so long since I've seen the movie. Um, and, and so Russell Crowe's character uh, is is standing there with a mask on, and the and the Caesar doesn't know it's him. And he's like, "Take off your mask." And he's like, "No, Marcus really, yeah, that was the Marcus was the uh, the Caesar." Um, but what was Russell Crowe's character now? I'm trying to think. It was um he was the captain of the Roman guards. If anybody remembers, drop it in here. Um, he was anyways, a gladiator. It was Gladiator, Maximus. There it is, Maximus. Yeah. So it was Maximus. Yes, I love it. And so what happens is he he um he turns his back on the Caesar. He's like, you can't turn slave. He called him slave. Don't you dare turn your back on me. He's like, what is your name? And he takes off his mask and he's like, I am Maximus uh, Aurelius or whatever uh, the you know the captain of the guard. And like with just a hundred percent certainty, like this is who the fuck I am. Like this man was had become a slave. But the slave wasn't his identity anymore. The slave never was his identity. He he knew who he was. He was Maximus. He was the captain of the of the army, and he never lost that. You all here have lost that. How many of you, with certainty, can say this is who I am? This is the kind of husband I am. This is the kind of father I am. This is who I am at work. This is the kind of man I am when nobody else is around. This is who I am. That's a challenge for every man. That's not just a challenge for you. I am constantly growing in my, in my own identity. But I can 100% tell you with certainty 
that the more certain you are in your manhood and who you are as a man makes it number one, way more attractive to your wife. Number one, it makes it way more attractive to your wife. And number two, allows you the freedom to detach from the outcome. So many of you are like, you just like, you're so attached. What if I do this? If I do this, then this happens. And then, and then she might do this and then all this stuff. And you're so attached to what if, what if I've had guys literally say, well, if I join the program, she's going to divorce me. I'm like, bro, she's already fucking divorced you. You're just in denial right now. Denial is not just a river in Africa. It's a condition of the heart. And if you're in denial, you are missing out on what you could be having. You're literally wasting time, wasting every minute. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. We are not guaranteed next week. Your kids are only guaranteed, are not guaranteed any time with you whatsoever. And so why waste the time you have with them worrying and focusing and wondering and wandering around in your brain about like all these things that you have no control over? This is why we ask men all the time when they get on a call with us, it's like, what can you actually control? You can't control her. You can't control where she goes, what she does. You can't control if she divorces you. You can't make her not file. And if you can, it's because you're a fucking narcissist. Okay. Plain and simple. If you're one of these guys who's trying to literally control her and make her be her slave to you, fucking get off this thing right now. I don't want you in my world at all. I want no part with any narcissist at all. If, you, if you're that guy, get the fuck out. I only want to talk to guys who are saying, you know what? I am going to be certain in who I am as a man. I'm going to grow in my identity. I'm going to recognize the failures. I'm not taking the fault. There's a difference between fault and, and blame, or, or excuse me, fault and responsibility. Fault is shame. Oh, it's your fault. It's your fault this happened. I'm not faulting you, but I'm saying it's your responsibility. Responsibility is leadership because that's what leaders do. Leaders take responsibility for the failure of the marriage, even if they didn't cause the thing. Even if you didn't make your one, you, no one made your wife go sleep with someone else. No one made your wife leave. Even if you're the biggest asshole in the world, you didn't make her leave. She's choosing to do that. She's a human being, but you have a choice. That choice is to do what? Look at you, to work on you, to own your own shit. And to move forward. Let me see if I can get one more in real quick. Uh, people are talking about peace, right? Separation, what I mean. Husband. This is a good one, actually. Jeff, I, I never answered one of your questions, but this is an interesting one, too. Is <clears throat> Well, you kind of said two different things. Um, she says she needs to work on herself and then marriage. How do I deal with being alone until she's ready to talk? And then you proceeded with, people are telling me to do, to do me, be at peace during my separation. What I mean what do they mean and how all I knew was being a husband. And that's the thing, Jeff, is that you've, you've wrapped yourself in an identity of just being a husband. And you, and, and I also know your job because I've seen your stuff come through our, our system and the calls you've had, you've wrapped yourself in that identity of like, that's who I am. I'm just this, I am a husband. I'm a, your job. Um, I'm not gonna say what you do. Like, this is who you are. And it's like, dude, you are there. There's, there's like hundreds more things about you than those things. Like you're not just a husband. You're not just a father. You're not just a, a, a job that you have. You're not just a, a guy with money. You're not just a guy without money. You're not like those identities are, are stories that you tell yourself. That's not the truth of who you are. That's just a piece of who you are. You have been a husband. That doesn't mean that's who you are. You have been a father, but that doesn't mean that's who you are. And that, that identity comes from a life of discovery. I didn't get to be this 43-year-old man who's secure in his identity from just waking up one day and go, oh, this is who I am. Okay. No, it came from fucking being in the fire. 
the fire and leaning into the fire of pain, leaning into the fire of growth, of becoming better in every aspect of my life. That's what we call our program Thrive because we want every man to thrive in every dimension of life. Once a man comes in and recognizes he's not just a husband, he's not just a father, he's not just a business guy, he's not just a labor guy that works a regular job, he's not just a thing, he is a man with motivations and intentions and ambitions and beauty in his heart. He is a man full of mystery, he's a man full of music, he's a man inside, he is masculine. And what does that masculine, what does that masculine even mean to him? What is what does that heart mean to him? What is what does all this sensitivity mean? to him? Or what does it mean to be strong in the face of everything that he's gone through? He's been the type of guy who's had to rescue people, but what does it look like for that man to be rescued, to allow himself to be vulnerable? This is why it's so hard for men to ask for help is because we always feel like we've got to be the ones. When my, my dad died when I was 15 years old, I was 15 years old. My dad died of cancer. Some have had it worse than that. Some had their dad die when they were five. Some never even knew their dad. But it was a horrifying, ripping, traumatic experience for me to lose my dad at 15 years old. And I felt like now I had to be the man. I felt like I had to save my stepmom at that time. And you know what that did? It created a savior complex within me so that every relationship afterwards was all about saving the woman. How do I know that, guys? Because I do the fucking work. When you do the work, you start to understand your patterns and you start to understand your habits in a new way. Not so that you could stop doing the patterns and habits, but so that you can finally get free and live the life you really want to live. A lot of you have money wounds. You have stories that you tell yourself about money. We're dealing with this guy yesterday who's like just talking about his, his money stuff and like why you know he wants to join the program and just all these struggles. It's like, bro, it's, it's the story you're telling yourself about your money that's stopping you from being able to invest in yourself. You have it. You're scared. It's the uncertainty. It's the uncertainty. And I'm here to tell you guys, you come join with us. We have fucking certainty. Joey is one of the best coaches in the world when it comes to this stuff with what we do with the, 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 the teaching training. We've got world-class coaches, marriage therapists on staff, et cetera, because we are that certain in those people. We have done the hiring process in such a way that I've given this over to this group of people so that they can help you guys get to where you want to be. And that work, man, I'm fucking telling you, when you do that work, that freedom comes and it is joy. It is fucking joy. That's what I love about this is because we see every day, we've had almost 600 men go through our Thrive program. We've served almost 3,000 total clients in our journey in the last several years. And, and not every single man gets it. Why? Because he doesn't always do the work. But the guys who show up, the guys who do the work, they get the result. And the ones who don't know how, we figure it out with them. Right? Like we can, we'll get on as many calls as we need to figure out. Hey, let's do this. Yeah, Jeff, I see you, man. We're going to get you today. Right? It's, it's all about that because once you've done that and you continue to do that, you become a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. You've heard me say ownership isn't a one time thing, it's a lifestyle. Many of you think ownership is just like, well, I apologize to my wife. That's not the work. That's not, that's not, that's just acknowledging your sin, just acknowledging you did something you fucked up. But true ownership isn't just about acknowledging, it's about activating a whole new standard. And that's what we do. Guys, we're going to help you activate a whole new standard. When you come into what we do and you become a part of the world we're in, we're going to help activate a new standard within you. If you're tired of living the way you're fucking living, living in the pain, depressed, et cetera, that's one aspect. The other aspect is you know you're playing small. You know you're playing small. 
and, you, and you're sabotaging every effort you have of being successful in life. And I don't just mean financially. I'm talking about relationally. I'm talking about your health. Like we don't just cover marriages, guys. We help men thrive in every dimension of life. We've got guys that lose weight. We've got guys that stop masturbating. We've got guys that make more money, get better jobs as a byproduct of doing the emotional work. <laughs> that's what it is. And so we want to help you do that. If that's you today and you're like, man, fuck, I need to get on a call with these guys. I need to find out more. All right, we're going to drop a link below. I want you guys to get in on that. Yeah, we've had some guys that, uh, that are, you know, former clients that are here with us today um, saying these, that we don't pay these guys to show up. They just show up because they can't get enough of, of the work because they continue to do the work. Rich Hills was one of my earliest, earliest clients, <laughs> like, like literally like when I first started the program and his whole journey, you've seen him going from divorce to through it. Like it's phenomenal, man. Uh, Leonard, I, like I said, don't, don't do a personal message. Um, we, we, what you want to do is book a call with us and we'll, we'll answer those questions on the call. So somebody post the uh, link again, Joe, can you drop the link? Yeah, there it is. That's the link guys to get on a call with our team. Um, if you, if you haven't had a call, I'm going to challenge you to do it. Like, we're not going to hurt you. We're not gonna beat the shit out of you. This, this is about you. This is about you getting clarity on what you actually need. And some of you have had calls and you didn't join. And I guarantee it's because you lack the certainty. You either lack the certainty in us and our process, or you lack the certainty in yourself that you can actually do that. Like, dude, you're like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like you can actually do this work and you can actually get the freedom you want and desire and need if you show up guaranteed. I would tell, you know, clients early on, especially when I was, you know, doing the calls with, with new clients, I would say all the time, man, look, if you do this program, there's no way you can lose. You win every single time. My clients win every single time. They either get into such a place where their wife goes, holy shit, I want to be with this man again. Or they get into such a place where the wife's like, fuck, I want nothing to do with him. And they go find a new one. Or they go find their own life again. And it, because it's not about relationships, relationships are super important. They're a part of it, but you don't always need to be in a relationship. You don't always need to be in a relationship. That's all we got for you today, guys. If you're wanting to book a call with us, there's a link right there. I challenge you to do that. Stop being a wimp. Stop bowing out because you're like, well, I don't know about this. I don't money, all, all this shit, all these excuses, all these things that are coming up for you silence the voice. Let's get you in. Let's figure out if this is the thing for you first. We'll worry about the other stuff. Um, Leonard, there's a link right there. Just go ahead and book. Uh, just click on that link. And uh, when you click on that link, it'll, it'll help you get started there. Um, but make this about you guys. This isn't about your wife. This isn't about your kids. For the first time in your life, do something for you. Do something for you. Do something for you. I know a lot of you, man, you watch your dad sacrifice. You watch your dad like work his ass off and do all this stuff for you so you could get ahead and better education. So you pass it on to your children and, and you, you know, you have good work ethic or, or you're so focused on them and like making sure they're okay. But guys, they can't be okay. And you drowning. What usage of, are you to them? If you die an early death and maybe you don't die physically, but you die emotionally, you die spiritually. Because you've allowed, you've allowed this stuff to control you and you've allowed your pride and ego stop you from taking ownership, moving into something that you feel radically uncomfortable about. 
And that's okay. Lean into that. Lean into that. And let's get you going. Guys, I will see you on the inside. Have a good one. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.